so thankful, Lord, that you'll never leave us. You'll never forsake us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you this morning, God. We worship you. has exalted him and given him a name every knee will bow down and surrender every tongue will tell of the greatness of his name declaring he is the Lord and our defender blessed be the name of
but he's brought us through a lot in the last year. Amen. I'm glad God's on our side. God bless you as you're seated. I haven't been up here in a while, so it's going to take me a minute to get back into the swing of this. And they gave me the longest announcement. So I hope you brought your notebook this morning. But if you're a guest with us, we want to first welcome you to TPC. And thank you for being here. We're honored to have you. There's a lot of places you can be this morning, and we're happy that you chose to be here with us. If you would, if you're a guest, if you will go ahead and take out your cell phone, um, we would love to connect with you and get to know you better and send you a gift in the mail. And, And we have a digital connection card. So if you'll take out your cell phone and open it up to a new text message, the number at the top that you're going to put in there is 84576. And you're going to text the word TPCDQ. Send that in and you'll get a link back to fill out a digital connection card. And then there will be a gift card go to the mail for you. And you can also submit prayer requests. And we promise we're not going to hound you, hassle you. We just want to say thank you for being here. Okay? Amen. All right. So if you want to volunteer, there's plenty of opportunities coming up here at TPC to volunteer and help others. Uh, If you would, go ahead and pull out your calendars. I want to give you some dates. So a lot of churches and local officials around town have gathered together and teamed up. They're going to go help the Golden Meadows community. Uh, That'll be this Thursday, September the 9th. And we're asking all that would like to be part of that group and that mission, we're going to meet at the baseball complex there off of Yoakum Street. So the Dixie Youth Baseball Field, they're meeting at 4.30 a.m. on Thursday, September the 9th. And all that want to be, that want to go toward that, uh, attend there at 4.30. TPC has been asked for our part to donate and gather up baby items such as diapers, formula, wipe, baby food, bottles, distilled water, all that good stuff. And we're taking that Thursday with the group and anyone that would like to go volunteer, you can meet at the baseball complex Thursday, 430. Okay, now we got some more volunteer activity work going on on Saturday. That'll be this coming Saturday, September the 11th. And also, we're going to go back on September the 18th. We're going to two different areas. September the 11th and the 18th, we're going to go to southwest Louisiana. Pastors working out arrangements on on partnering up with some local churches over there. And we're going to be going to volunteer, be helping hands to clean up. We know what that was like. Amen. We went through that. Uh, But we're going to go help them clean up. So what we're looking for is manpower. people you know chainsaws rakes shovels all the tools that we used last year just i know you didn't throw them away even though we wanted to uh, grab them up we're going to bring those with us and we're going to be when we get on site on the 11th and 18th we're going to be ready to work amen and and be a blessing be a blessing to those people over there 
we are still collecting items here at the church to take to Southeast Louisiana. So if you have items you want to donate, you can get a full list of what they need out at the Welcome Center, but you can donate here at the church at any time, Monday through Friday, but the church will not be open this Monday because of Labor Day. So keep that in mind. This week will be open starting Tuesday. And the hours to drop that off here at the church are 9 a.m. to Wednesday, I mean 9 a.m. to 12, and then you can also bring them Wednesday and Sunday services as well. Some people say, well, I still got too much going on. What else can I do to help? I can't get loose. If you would like to donate, you can do that as well. You can do it through our app, our website. You can even write a check. Uh, whatever you do, you want to specify in the memo line, hurricane relief, and 100% of those dollars go toward the hurricane relief fund for Ida. Amen. If you're still with me, say amen. amen. All right. Look over to your neighbor and say he's almost done. All right. So we got a few more as our ushers come forward. Tuesday morning prayer. We're meeting here Tuesday, 10 a.m. And we have a few prayer requests we want to ask that you keep in mind this morning. Uh, the Teresa Hurd and, and her family, Scott Brown and their family, uh, Billie Jean Brown, Angie Robertson, Kim Hollinsworth and Doris Spikes. Thank you so much for being with us and for putting up with me. God bless you as you give this morning.
Come on, let's do what we were created to do. Come on, if you're a believer, give the Lord praise in his house this morning. Come on, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. I think we can do better than that. I think he deserves better than that. Thank you, Jesus. From the rising of the sun to the going down of the same, I will praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him something nice, would you? Tell him something nice. Tell him you're glad to see him here this morning. It's good to be in God's house. If you have your Bibles, would you go to the gospel according to John? That is the gospel according to John, chapter 8. Thank all of you for being here. If this is your first time here, thank you for being here this morning. We know that you can feel a little ill at ease coming to a new place, but we want to love you so many ways you're bound to like one of them. Amen? We mean that. Thank you. And those of you who've joined us online, I was praying early this morning that somehow the presence and the power of God that is in this place, somehow it can go through a screen and bless you wherever you're watching this morning. How many is going to help me preach today? I need your help. I need your help. Let's go to John chapter 8, and we're going to look at verse 42. I'm going to be reading from the ESV. You can follow along in your Bible. Jesus said to them, if God were your father, you would love me, for I came from God and I am here. I came not of my own accord, but he sent me. Why do you not understand what I say? It is because you cannot bear to hear my word. You are of your father, the devil, and your will is to do your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies... He speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. I want to I talk to you this morning about what is in my spirit, and here it is, the lies we believe. How many understand you lie to yourself more than anybody else does? Come on now. You said you was going to help me preach. I said, how many understand you lie to yourself more than anybody else does? Yes, you do and yes I do and that's what I want to talk to you about this morning father I know that your word is a seed and Lord I'm asking that our hearts be fertile soil to receive the seed of your word and God that it can Lord lodge in our spirits and we can take it as a sword and use it tomorrow against the enemy in Jesus mighty name and everybody say amen you can be seated when the scripture says that he was a murderer from the beginning, that is the devil incited Cain to kill his brother. Cain had never seen anyone murdered. He had never seen a TV show called Law and Order. He had never seen someone murdered. He had never heard of even the word murder. He had never been around someone that had been murdered. You know where he got the idea? The thought came from the enemy because he was a murderer from the beginning. 
if he was saying to Cain, Cain, if you take Abel out, your problems are going to be solved and you will be in control and you'll be the number one brother. Look at what the, look at what the scripture says in Ephesians 4 and 27. This is the NIV version. Do not give the devil a foothold. Say it with me. Everybody, it's fun when we do it together. Are you ready? Do not give the devil a foothold. Why don't you want to give the devil a foothold? Because if he can get his foot in the door, trust me, he'll push his way on in. Come on. You cannot even give the devil a foothold. Because when you do, he doesn't stop there. In other words, do not give the devil an opportunity to lead you into sin by holding a grudge. If you're holding a grudge this morning, let it go and let the Lord fight your battles. If you're nurturing anger, let me just remind you, let it go and let the Lord fight your battles. If you're harboring resentment, I'm going to tell you, that's a bad thing to do. Let it go and let the Lord fight your battles. If the enemy is trying to cultivate bitterness in you, let it go. Forgive and let the Lord fight your battles. Eve gave the devil space in her mind. But notice the lies didn't stop there. Once Eve opened the door to the devil, he walked into their house and one lie to Eve and they lost their house. But it didn't stop there. One lie to her son Cain and they lost a son. Two lies destroyed an entire family. A house was lost. A son was murdered. Relationships was destroyed because the scripture says that Cain literally left his family and he ran away. And it all started with a lie. I'm not being overly dramatic this morning. I'm not. But when God speaks to us, it is to create. But when the enemy speaks to us, it is to destroy. Can I get a witness? God's purpose for all of us this morning is to lift us up. The enemy's purpose for you is to put you down. He wants to lower you and, and God wants to lift you. Can I say it again? God always gets involved with you to increase you. And the enemy always gets involved with you to decrease you. When God brings a person into your life, He brings them in to bless you. When the enemy brings a person into your life, He brings them in to curse you. You say, how do I know the difference? That's where you need to be in prayer. God, are you putting this person in my life to bless me? Or is the enemy trying to bring this person into my life to curse me? God, are you wanting to lift me up through this association? Or is the devil wanting to drag me down? Oh, I feel my help coming on right now. Some of you, drugs are not your problem. Alcohol is not your problem. It's the people you're hanging with that's your problem. (laughs) 
You say, what do you mean? I'm saying, listen to me. If they're not coming to church, you probably don't need to tie yourself to them. Oh, they're a good person. Oh, they're this and that. I don't doubt any of that, but I'm going to tell you something. You need to be equally yoked up. And if you're dating somebody that don't believe like you do, listen to me. It's hard enough to stay married in this day being Christians. Much less you trying to be and the other one's trying to drag you down. Oh, I'm already preaching this morning. Come on, somebody. I'm telling you, it don't matter how the devil will lie to you. He'll get a person in there to start lying to you. You don't need to go to that church. You don't need to pay your tithes. You don't need to be that faithful. You need to spend that money on me. The devil is a liar. Don't you be listening to that. I'm going to tell Come on, somebody. Hey. I'm not getting off on ties this morning. I'm not here to get your money or to receive an offering. But I'm going to tell you this. I know this. God can take more with my 90 than I can do with my own 100. I've seen God. I ain't even lying this morning. I've seen him take a 20 and multiply it like it was a 50. Because he said, if you'll come to the storehouse and bring me mine, I'll make sure. Come on. If you'll pour it out, you'll never run out. I didn't even mean to preach that, but there you go. I threw that in for free. Huh. Come on. Here's John 10 and 10. You ready? Famous verse in the Bible. The thief only comes to do what? Steal. What else? Kill. What else? Destroy. He did it with the first family, and it worked. It worked so well, he's been doing it for 6,000 years. Who do you think you are? Uh, I can handle this. No, you can't. You can't handle this without God. You can't make it without God. Come on, somebody. There was a popular song in the 80s. How many has been around in the 80s? You were old enough to listen. All right. How many remember this song? Shut the door, keep out the devil. It's a Jamaican vibe to it, right? Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Shut the door, keep out the devil. Light the candle, everything's all right. Light the candle, everything's all right. I told you I got a little black in me. I told you. Here it goes. But that's not the best part. Here, here's the verse. It says... Oh, Satan is an evil charmer. And then it goes, shut the door, keep out the devil. He's hungry for a soul to hurt. Shut the door, keep out the devil. And without your holy armor, shut the door, keep out the devil. Listen to me, he'll eat you for dessert. Shut the door, keep out the devil. You're way more than kind because that was horrible. Thank you for laughing at me, though. I, I enjoyed it. I know it was bad, but it was, thank you. But it's true. You got to shut the door. You got to keep out the devil. Because if you don't put your holy armor on, the devil will eat you for dessert. You won't be the first and you won't be the last. And you better understand, I got to take the shield of faith and the sword of the Lord, which is the word of God. Mm. Again, I'm not, I'm not trying to be dramatic, though that was a little dramatic. But I'm not trying to be... <laughs> Really, I'm not. 
But I will tell you this, all you sweet people, it's going to take more than a wishbone to live today. It's going to take a backbone. I could stop right there and dismiss, and I've already preached. I'm going to say it again. The deeper we go into this, it's going to take more than a wishbone. Well, I wish things whole. I hope it all works out. It's going to take a backbone, and it's going to take somebody that's going to stand up and say, I will not believe your lies. I will not believe your lies. Who are you going to believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. His report says I'm blessed. His report says I come in blessed, and I walk out blessed. Come on, somebody, give God five seconds of your best praise. Come on, somebody. Your mind is a battlefield. Look at your neighbor and tell him your mind is a battlefield. Guess what? The battle for your life is always won and it's always lost right here in your mind. You ever wonder why you can't shake a habit? Think about it. You ever wonder why you don't feel like you can connect to God? You ever wonder why you lose your temper so easily? You ever wonder why you and your spouse fight so much? I'm going to tell you, there is a reason why. Your mind is a war zone, and you are under attack. And guess what? It don't just stop at the at the pew, it comes to the pulpit. And for months, I have been under an attack by lies. And that's why, if you'll recall, just a couple of Wednesday nights ago, I called you up here and I said, you know what? You got to rebuke every tormenting spirit because the devil will torment you. He's going to try to rob you of your joy, of your peace. How does he do it? By dropping lies in your mind. Oh, yes, he is. I need some real folk up in here this morning. I don't need no cute Christians. I need some real people in here this morning. I'm here to tell you. I know this ain't pretty, but the devil's got a target on your back. He loves for nothing more than for you not to show up on Wednesday night or next Sunday morning. He wants to take you out. How does he do it? Because he's got a big bad machine gun? No, it ain't that at all. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal. He ain't going to use a machine gun against you. He's not going to use a Glock against you. He's going to use a lie. And he's going to try to drop it off at your front door. You better shut the door. You better shut the door. That's what I should have named this sermon, Shut the Door. Because the devil is a lie. You better shut the door. Uh-uh, you ain't welcome in my house. Because guess what? I know you don't stop right there. You walk into the bedroom and then you lie to my kids. And then you walk into the living room and you lie to my husband. Then you walk back here and you lie to this one. And the devil don't stop till your whole family is destroyed, till he has killed, stealed, and too destroyed from you. Can I get a witness? Now, I know this may sound extreme this morning. And I probably need to calm down. But I'm going to tell you something. There is an old saying that goes like this. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world that he doesn't exist. Mm. How many remember the song? I'm on songs this morning. How many remember the song in Sunday school? The devil is a sly old fox. 
If I could catch him, I'd put him in a box. I'd lock that box and throw away the key. Well, that's weak. Y'all know that better than that. For all those tricks he played on me. Yes, sirree. I'm going to tell you something. I have been so aggravated at the enemy. Here the last few months, if I could put my fingers around his neck, I'd make Bruce Lee look like a cupcake. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Because I'm going to tell you something. This stuff I've been thinking, it ain't me. Why? Because I know thoughts are spiritual. Thoughts are seeds. And if I keep that seed in my mind long enough and I keep watering it day by day, eventually it's going to bear fruit. And the enemy wants you to eat fruit that's going to destroy you and poison your mind and poison your family. He wants to rob you of great relationships. He wants to rob you of an inner joy. And how does he do it? I'll tell you how he does it. He is sly with a lie. Come on, he just slips right in there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just I'm gonna take a deep breath here for a moment. I'm going to get honest with you. I know this is hard for me and it'll be hard for you, but here it is. <clears throat> for years, I've just never felt like enough. I just never have ever felt like I was smart enough, educated enough. And no matter what anybody else says to me, no matter how much Janet tries to convince me, Wayne, you're smart. That inner voice says to me, you're not enough. Now, I wish, brothers and sisters, that I could stand up here with a straight face and tell you that um, I'm totally over that. But I will tell you what I know. And that's this. I do have power over my thoughts. And I'm not going to be held captive to a lie. And with God's help, I haven't arrived, but I have left the station. And I will not allow my thoughts to make me captive. So I'm still a work in progress. But guess what? If all of you had to stand up here and you could not tell a lie, you would have to say there's something in your past that you're probably still struggling with. I'm just glad that God doesn't have perfection and he doesn't require perfection to use somebody. Because if he did, none of us would be able to be used. You know, I read a story. It was, um, I, read a, I read this story. I thought it was really neat. I want to share it with you. And the story is about Harry Houdini. He made a name for himself. I'm sure most of you have heard about him. He made a name for himself escaping from every imaginable confinement. He, he escaped from straight jackets to multiple pairs of handcuffs that were clamped to his arm. He boasted that literally no cell could hold him. And time and time again, he would be locked in cells only to reappear minutes later. And it worked. I found this out through the story. It worked every time but one. It's pretty cool. 
He accepted an invitation to demonstrate his skill. He entered into the cell wearing his street clothes and he pulled the jail cell shut. Once alone, he pulled a thin but strong piece of metal from his belt and began working the lock. But something went wrong. No matter how hard Houdini worked, he could not unlock the lock. For two hours, he applied his skill and his experience to the lock, but it failed time and time again. Two hours later, he gave up in frustration. Here was the problem. The cell had never been locked. Houdini worked himself to near exhaustion, trying to achieve what can only be accomplished by simply pushing the door open. The only place the door was locked was in his mind. Chances are, ladies and gentlemen, you have your own set of lies that are holding you back. How many in this room have been set free by Calvary's tree, but you are still on lockdown in your mind? I want to say it again. How many in this room have been set free by Calvary's tree, but you're still on lockdown in your mind? And the enemy lies, and he says, you're damaged goods, you were molested, you were raped, and you'll never amount to anything. How many has he lied to and says, you've messed up too many times. God will never forgive you. People will never accept you after all you've done. I am here to tell you the devil is a liar here's what Paul wrote here's 2nd Corinthians they'll put it on the screen 2nd Corinthians 10 the weapons we fight are not weapons of the world to the contrary they have divine power to do what demolish strongholds and what do we have to do We have to take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Here's what I do. Devil, that's a lie. I'm not going to dwell on that. Devil, that's a lie. Devil, you're a liar. I'm not dwelling on that. I'm going to take it captive. The problem is that many Christians don't wage war at all. We just wish the devil would go away. That's not what scripture says. It says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Every one of us in this room, we long for more, but we settle for less. I said we all long for more, but we settle for less. Let me remind all of us this morning, we have divine power to do what? To demolish strongholds. The word stronghold means to fortify. When you, when you studied in the, in the ancient east, a stronghold was basically a building. It was a fortress on the, on the top of the highest peak in the city. This, the citadel was surrounded and reinforced with walls that could be up to 20 and even 30 foot thick. In times of war, this stronghold was seen as a place that could not be conquered. 
And so what they would do is they would bring their political leaders if they were in an act of war to this stronghold because they felt like that that was the safest place that it could not be conquered and they would take and put their political leaders there. And so Paul compares lies to those strongholds. Strongholds that get in our mind. Now I told you just a minute ago about my belief that I can never be enough, never smart enough, never educated enough. And I've thought for so many years that I had to prove that I was worthy. Anybody relate? You may be thinking, well, you're a pastor and you know the Bible. And God tells us that we don't have to be enough. Jesus was enough. Pastor, you should know that God loves you and that's all that matters. You're right. You're absolutely right. I, I, I do know that. But I haven't always allowed this truth to conquer the walls of my stronghold. I'm going to just tell you something, sweet people. You don't, you don't walk out of the world one Sunday and get all of this the next. How in can a young man cleanse his ways? Here's what the scripture says. By the washing of the water of the word. You keep letting the word just wash over your mind. That's how you start tearing down those strongholds. So let me ask you a question. I've been honest with you. You get honest with yourself. What are your strongholds? What are lies this morning that are holding you hostage? What are lies that you are believing and they're keeping you from living a life of freedom and joy? Remember, you cannot defeat what you do not define. I'm going to say it again. You cannot defeat what you do not define. You have to identify the lie that has become a stronghold in your life. And if you want to change your life, you can't just change your behavior. You're not going to come out until you get your mind out. You know why it's called breach? A breach baby means the head's not coming out first. We got problems. It's the same way with you. Your head's going to have to come out first before you come out. Can I preach this morning? If your head don't come out, you're breached. And the enemy's got you on lockdown. He's got you in a stronghold because the first thing that's got to come out, I got Bible for that. Yes, I do. Romans 12 and 2. Be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. How do I renew my mind? I shut up social media and talk radio and I listen to the word till I can start tearing down the stronghold until I start believing I'm blessed coming in and I'm blessed going out. I'm happy. I'm healthy. I'm wealthy. I am who he says I am. I can do what he says I can do. Guess what? I said that for seven years before I really started believing it. 
Come on, that's the truth. I said it for seven years before I really started believing it. Brothers and sisters, a lot of what's going on in our world right now is cute church. We have numbed ourselves down to now what we call church is sin management and behavior modification. God help me, sweet Jesus. Because I want to say some things right here that's going to upset some people. All right. I don't mean to upset you, but it is. You ready? This is why judgmentalism is so wrong. When you look at a person and judge them based off of what you see. God said that's wrong. Because you can look the part and have a tongue a mile long. I knew it was going to upset you. You can look like a Christian and still be a gossiper. You can look like a Christian and still have some things in your heart. Oh, y'all don't want me to get real. You can look like a Christian and still be watching things that we shouldn't be watching. Saying things we shouldn't be saying. And yet you can look good on the outside. But I want to tell you something. Only God knows the heart. And that's why you need to love God and love people. And understand that God is not looking on the outward appearance. That does not mean that I don't believe in modesty. I believe in modesty. Modesty is biblical. Yes, it is. We should. Men, we should look like men. Women, we should look like women. I got Bible for that. But I'm going to tell you something. When somebody walks in and the first thing you do is start at their feet and go to their head, and that's your judgment call, you're going against the Word of God. I knew you wouldn't like this, but I want to remind you, you didn't get to where you are overnight. Come on, many of us have left the station, but we haven't arrived at our destination. We're still in a process called sanctification. Come on, somebody. Oh, Lord, help me. It's not about sin management. Here's what I got off on, and I'm going to come back to it. It's not behavior modification. It's to be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. You got to marinate in this word. Can I get a witness? I'm hurrying. The reason we go right back, brothers and sisters, to doing what we don't want to do is because we hadn't got to the root of the problem. To bring down your stronghold, here's what I'm learning and here's what I want to share with you. How, pastor, do I bring down this stronghold that's tormenting me? You ready? You might want to take a mental note. You remove the lie and you replace it with truth. I'm going to say that again. You remove the lie and you replace it with truth. Why does the enemy want me to believe a lie? There's three reasons. One, because it diverts you from your purpose. It's the same game. He played it with Eve. He played it with Cain. He played it with Jesus. Jesus, if you'll fall down and worship me, I'll give you all the kingdoms. 
Satan, it is written. What was Satan trying to do to get Jesus diverted from his purpose? Because if Jesus would have fell down and worshipped him, that would have been idolatry, that would have been sin, and he could have not been our Savior. Why does the enemy want you to believe a lie? To divert you from your purpose. God has got some incredible things for you to do, but if the enemy can get you to believe a lie, you'll sit there and say, I'm nothing. I can't be used. I got in this too late. I'll never amount to anything. I'm going to tell you again, the devil is a liar and the father of it. Here's the next thing that a lie does. He wants you to believe because it diverts you from God's power. Here's the next thing. It destroys your potential. Did you get it? It diverts you from your purpose. It distracts you from God's power. And it destroys your potential. And here is the lie the enemy could be telling some of you. God can't be trusted. God can't be trusted. Here's another lie. Prayer don't work. Here's another lie. God don't love you. Here's another lie. You need to be in control. Because you can't trust anybody else, so you need to be in control. I'm here to tell you that's a lie. What do I do? I take that lie, right? Okay? I remove the lie, and I replace it with the truth. What's the truth? I'm making him CEO of my life. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Here's the truth. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him. And he, not we, but he shall direct your path. Go here. Go there. Mm. Oh, my Lord. I got to hurry. But can I tell you how the Lord works? See, if you stay sensitive to the Lord, I had the Holy Spirit I was driving. The man's here that I made the phone call to. I told you this story before. But the Holy Spirit said, call somebody, call them now. I said, now? The Holy Spirit said, now. I looked at my phone. It was 4.59. I made the call. The other party on the other end, he's here this morning. He said, Pastor, I said, Lord, I need an answer. And this is what I need. And if you're going to do X, Y, Z, have Pastor call me before 5 o'clock. I called at 4.59. What are you saying? I'm saying that God wants to use you. He don't just want to use a pastor. He wants to lead you to somebody. He wants you to reach your full potential. He wants the power of God to rest on your life. That's what I'm saying. That's why you need to be sensitive. That's why you need to break every stronghold that says, I can't be used. Yes, you can. You don't have to have a PhD in theology. God wants to use you. I can tell some of you don't believe me. Look at your neighbor and tell him, shut the door. Tell them the devil is a liar. Help me, musicians. Here's another lie. Are you ready for this lie? You ready for it? Here it is. Your net worth equals your self-worth. Come on now. Your net worth equals your self-worth. Here's another lie. You ready? If I had more, I'd be happy. Uh Uh-huh. If I had her, that's what David said. Ooh, I know I got seven wives, but if I had one more. 
If I had one more, yeah, I'm telling you the truth. He had seven wives. But if I had one more, I know I'm going to be happy. He got the one more and trouble never left his door. The devil is a lie. Either I'm not preaching good or it's hitting real close to home, one or the other. Come on, somebody. I'm going to wrap this up. Let's say the problem that plagues you is self-destructive habits. Maybe food, alcohol, pills, bad relationships. What's the lie in that? The lie is the enemy wants you to believe that you need whatever it is to help you relieve stress and to give you peace. If I had that pill, that would relieve my stress and give me peace. If I get that comfort food, I'm going to be comforted. If I got her in my bedroom, man, I'm going to be happy. What's the lie, Pastor? The enemy wants you to believe you need whatever it is to help you relieve your stress and to give you peace. But here's the truth. Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Why? For my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Here's a lie. It's hard living for the Lord. That's a lie. You say, oh, no, it's not, Brother Neiman. It's hard living for the Lord. Here's what the Bible says. The way of the transgressor is hard. Uh-huh. Oh, it's so hard. No, it ain't. You know why? Because you ain't doing it by yourself. Because you got him. So here's the truth. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Oh, yeah, it is hard if you're trying to live it in your flesh. But when you have God, you ain't living by yourself. The Spirit of the Lord, the resurrected Christ is living in you. So I'm not having to do this by myself. He's with me. So what does your declaration need to be? I, I need five more minutes here. What's your declaration need to be? I told you the lie, right? The lie is if you do this, you're going to get relieved stress and peace. The truth is, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Here's the declaration. I do need help. I need God's help. And whatever I'm using to numb me to my problem does not help me. Here's the lie. You ready? God can't really be trusted. I need to be in control of my own life. Here's the truth. Ready? God demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Here's the declaration. God loves me more than I love myself. So it goes like this. Lie, truth, declaration. Here's the lie. I find my security in money. Here's the truth. My God shall supply all my need according to His riches in Christ Jesus. Here's the declaration. I'm not my stuff. I am who God says I am. And He says I'm blessed, fulfilled, and called to make a difference. And I wrap this up. The Apostle Paul made it very clear. We're not fighting, brothers and sisters. Here it is. Ephesians 6 and 12. New Living Translation. 
We are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Let me hasten. Your adversary is not your boss. It's not your spouse. It's not your kid. And it's, your, it's not your neighbor with the demonic dog that won't stop barking. You have one enemy, and that is the devil. And First Peter tells us what he does. It tells us what he does. The devil who goes about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. How does he devour you? When you open the door. And you let him get a foothold. Because he don't stop there. Men of God, women of God, can I have your attention? You need to learn to take the lie. Remove the lie. Replace it with truth. And then make the declaration according to the Word of God. Would you stand? I always want to be very practical with you so that you can take what has been spoken and apply it to your life. If they will, I want, I want them now, Sister Sylvia, I want you, if you will, to go to the very last page. And I want you to put up some declarations on this screen. And I just want to show you what I want and have applied to my life. Okay? What am I doing? I'm removing the lie. I'm replacing it with truth. And then I'm speaking a declaration. Here's a declaration. Jesus is first in my life. And I exist to serve and worship Him. Here's the next declaration. I love my wife and will put her needs before my own. That's my declaration. Here's another declaration. I love people and I'm going to believe the best about others. When you walk in here, I'm not judging you. I'm not thinking the worst about you. I'm thinking the best about you because God loves you. Here's another declaration. I am disciplined. Christ in me is stronger than any wrong desires in me. Do you have wrong desires in you, Pastor? Yes. Yes. What are you doing with them? Just what I've been preaching. I'm taking the lie. Removing it. I'm replacing it with truth. And I'm making a declaration over my life. Here's another one. I will give something away every day. That might be love, encouragement, money, buying somebody's meal, but I try to give something away every day. Why? Because His Word tells me it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. See, Satan's nature is to steal. Man's nature is to hoard. God's nature is to give. And anytime you're giving anything of value, you're operating in the nature of Christ. 
Here's my last one. I am creative. Why? Because I'm made in his image. God is the creator. The devil is the imitator. That's all he can do. I'm going to say it again. God is the creator. And I pray almost every day. God, give me God thoughts. Give me God ideas. Because one idea can change your life. Yes, it can. One idea can change your life. I am creative. I'm driven. I'm focused. And I'm blessed beyond measure because the spirit of God dwells in me. And I close with this. Put it up on the screen for me, Sylvia, if you will. When you change your thinking, you change your life. Now, I would not be doing you a service if I didn't call you to action. Here's the action that I want to call you to. What lies are you believing this morning? I got honest with you today. What lies are you believing? What lies are a stronghold in your mind? What do I do, Pastor? Say it with me. What do I do, Pastor? I'll tell you what you do. Remember? You remove the lie. You replace it with truth. And then you make a declaration of God's Word over your life. How often do you do it, Pastor? Every day. Every day. Every day. Why? Because those strongholds are fortified walls. And you may have been hearing that you're nothing since you were three years old. You've heard it for 30 years. And guess what? You don't break that stronghold in three minutes. You've got to keep washing your mind with the Word till you start believing what His Word says about you. I want to call you to action right now. I want you to put your hand on your head and I want you to ask God to help you right now. In the name of Jesus, I want you to start talking to the Lord. I want you to start rebuking every evil and every lie that the enemy has spoken to you and start casting it down in the name of Jesus. I'm going to take, I'm going to take captive every thought. I'm going to take captive every lie. And Lord, by your help and by your grace, I'm going to replace it with the truth. I am who you say I am. I can do what you say I can do. I can have what you say I can have. If this resonated with you, I want you to step out of your pew right now. I don't want you to worry about anybody else. I want you to do you. And I want you to come up to this front. And I want you to ask God to help you to take his word and apply it to your life right now. Would you do it?
in God's house. Let me remind you how the Lord overcome. You know why it's important to memorize the word? Because God didn't have an iPhone. He didn't have a little New Testament. He was the word. And he said, Satan, it is written. That's why you need to memorize the word of God. Get it in your heart. Oh, come on, somebody. Get it in your heart. Get it in your spirit. Listen to it. You say, I don't like to read. That's no excuse. The Bible's read for you on your phone. Listen to it. Let it keep going over in your mind till it begins to change the way you think. Aren't you thankful we had a baptism last week and another baptism this week? Isn't that exciting? And this week, Jimmy, raise your hand. Jimmy has been coming. How long you been coming, Jimmy? How, much? How long? Eight months. And Jimmy, we love you. And Jimmy's got some beautiful daughters. And I don't know why it's so hard for me to remember her name. It's Elise, is that right? Annala. Annala. Lord, help me. Well, Annalyn, listen. You're a beautiful young lady. And it is my privilege to get to baptize you this morning. And Brother Jimmy said, she has been hounding me, Pastor, about getting baptized. You know what? That's a good thing, isn't it? That's an awesome thing, isn't it? Come on, baby. Let's baptize you in Jesus' name. Come on. Do you have some, you have some sisters here? All right, come on up, sisters. And I know your daddy's here. How old are you, Alan? You're 11. Where do you go to school? De Quincey. What grade you in? Sixth grade. All right. Did you listen to the message this morning? Okay. You better have. When I baptize an elder, a soul is saved. But when I baptize a child, a life can be spared. Thank you, Brother Jimmy, for bringing this baby girl to church. Y'all just please give me one more minute. I'm going to share something with you. Just one more minute. I see some of these Hope House guys. They come and then they leave. And then I see them coming back. And then they may leave again. And then I see them coming back. You know why? Because the seed of God's word and the presence of his power just keeps drawing them back. So guess what? The seed is getting in her spirit. Mm-hmm. It's getting in her spirit. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I feel the power of the Lord right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for this your child, this your daughter, who you created in your image. 
Lord, I know this, that you want to do good and not evil, that you want to bless and not curse, that you want to lead, Lord, your sweet daughter into places that she never dreamed she could go, show her things she never dreamed she could see, and use her, use her, oh God, for your great glory in the name of Jesus. Let her be a witness wherever she goes in the mighty name of Jesus. Annalise. And the obedience to God's command, I now baptize you in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for the remission of all your sins. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for a life, oh God. Thank you for the seed of your word. Thank you for the power of truth that can break every lie, every stronghold. Use her for your glory in Jesus' mighty name. If you receive the word of the Lord, come on, clap your hands this morning and give God some praise. Has it been good to be in God's house today? Turn around and give some love away. Thank you for being in God's house. Have a great day. Have a great Labor Day. Enjoy your day off. We love you. May the Lord bless you.